All right, well, hello and welcome to episode 12 of Trojan Talk. I am Zach Taranko here alongside Cole Purvis. Cole, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. That's great. We will be joined by Mr. Krishberry in a little while, but for now it'll just be me and Cole. And we want to start this episode off by talking about uh, the last regular season football game of the season for TA. It's their senior night, and uh, this visiting team will be Scarborough coming to TA tonight. The game was originally for tomorrow, but the rain and the bad weather uh, looks like it got moved down to tonight, which would be a nice Friday night lights game. Cole, uh, you know, definitely going to be, I uh, wouldn't say the, the biggest challenge for the Trojans. Scarborough hasn't had the best season. They will have their star player, Jaden Flaker, back for the game. But what do you think TA is going to do in this last game of the season to get ready for the playoffs? Well, it's going to be an interesting matchup between the two teams because TA struggled a little bit with Oxford Hills because of their size. But with Scarborough, it's all about speed. And you said Jaden Flaker is back. He's going to really uh, make a huge impact on this game. He can break off a big run at any time. Um, you have to watch him as a as a kick returner and just he's everywhere on the field. Uh, Scarborough, it's been a weird season. They have a first-year head coach, a lot of COVID issues. I think they could surprise us with how explosive their offense is with Flaker back. But the TA defense has a good opportunity to just get some more, um, to just get another win under their belt. And um, I think that the offense is going to have no problems tonight and they'll cruise to a win. I don't think it's going to be that close. Yeah, TA has not really had to deal with other teams having strong special teams. Really, it's been the TA with the special teams yeah. and getting a lot of punt return and kick return touchdowns. But it'll definitely be, I mean, somewhat of a challenge. I wouldn't say something that's going to cause them to get a loss late in the season, but uh, it, it'll definitely, I think it'll be a fun Friday Night Lights, a senior night game, um, and a good end to the regular season, and then going into a bye for the first round of the playoffs. And so now we're going to talk about the girls' soccer team, who last night had a... Uh, uh, what's going going into the game? Underdog uh, number five against number four Scarborough for the quarterfinals of the playoffs, and they upset Scarborough at home. It was it was, it was really chilly. It was a really long game to be honest, but it was it was they fought right up until the end, played well. Um, I, I know that it was uh, definitely a, a big feat for them, and I think they're going to be very excited. Unfortunately, they turn around and have to go play Wyndham, which is the number one team in Class A South uh, on Saturday, but. Uh, it was definitely a, a great game, and I, I know that uh, they're definitely excited with that. Cole, I know you weren't at the game, but we've talked about uh, girls' soccer all season. What do you think this win means? You know, losing to Scarborough early in the, early in the season and coming back and, and getting their second playoff win, going into the semifinals with a possible chance to move forward. What do you think it means for them now? Yeah, it's I'm, closer. It's just a crazy win. It's um, Scarborough came in outscoring opponents 72-11. to 11. They were pretty dominant over the course of the regular season and uh these one game playoffs really mean that anything can happen it's really any given day and so ta just came out and outplayed scarborough yesterday and now they get to now they have the right to go play Wyndham. and if they win that game they are real contenders because Wyndham has been cruising through the regular mm -hmm. season no losses it's going to be really tough but ta played great defense down the stretch to keep their one goal lead Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wyndham is, is definitely a very good team. One that we really, I don't think TA knows much about. They, the uh, Wyndham team did not play TA or Scarborough in the regular season, so 
not really sure. I think from the coaching perspective, I'm not sure if Coach Charland uh, knows much about Wyndham, but definitely will be a, a big game. That is on Saturday. I think it will be somewhere in Wyndham. I'm not sure the time, uh, but uh, definitely be a great game. We're not going to move on. Just to recap some of the other seasons of the year, we're going to start with boys soccer. Boys soccer ends up 6-10. and 10. They lose in their only playoff game at Gorham, one nothing. but it was a great game. Uh, at the end of the season, they had a nice 3-0 win over Biddeford. Great, great senior night kind of festivities. You know, unfortunately, it wasn't the best season for boys soccer. But to see, you know, early in the season, they lose to Gorham 6-0. They struggle with a lot of those good teams. But in the final game, in the playoffs, they come out and they have a great, they play well right up until the end. It was a late goal that was scored. Um, what what did you see from the boys soccer team this year? And, and what do you think they're going to try to work on next year to, to fix what didn't work for them this year? Well, in the middle of the season, they had a five-game losing streak, and I mean, the middle of your season is so important because you're you're gearing up for that playoff run, and unfortunately, that losing streak um, had them have to play a tough opponent, and they couldn't get the win. But uh, a lot of those games in the regular season, they could have won. Um, they were they were in a lot of games, so I think next year they have a good chance. Yeah, definitely. The boys' soccer, a lot of young players, a lot of young talent coming in, and I yeah. think that a lot of those players. Uh, Definitely going to be working towards next season, which will definitely be a, be a big one for the Trojans. Next up is the volleyball team who had a, who went, you know, 500 in the regular season. We only did one of their live streams this year, but it was a great game against Chevrus. Uh, they definitely definitely played really well, had a good season. In their playoff game against Hampton Academy, they had the upset win. Unfortunately, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't beat Scarborough in the next game, but had a great season. And uh, definitely have some strong players going forward. Cool, you know, volleyball being one of the only teams other than the girls' soccer team to win a playoff game. You know, what what does that mean for the future of that team? You know, knowing that they they were able to push through a lot of seniors on that team, so definitely going to look a little different next year. But yeah. well, what does that mean for them in the future? You know, having some some success this year. Well, for a 500 team, a playoff win isn't always guaranteed. So I mean, it's great for the program to just win a playoff game. And they played against a 15-2 and two Scarborough team, mm-hmm. um, so big underdogs, but they put up a fight. They lost three sets to one. Uh, the fourth set was won by Scarborough, 25-19, to 19, mm-hmm. which is pretty close. Volleyball is a crazy game. It's a game of momentum. Yeah. It's a game of long you know, streaks of points. Um, and it's interesting to see this TA-Scarborough rivalry. I really think that Scarborough is TA's biggest rivals. They got us in volleyball. Uh, but TA won in girls soccer, and then tonight the football game. So it's it's been interesting to see. Yeah, TA and Scarborough have had a pretty big rival back in a couple of years ago when uh, Scarborough had Jane, uh, Jarrett Flaker, excuse me, Jaden's older brother. That was uh, that was their, I, at least in my opinion, their biggest rival at that point was Scarborough. Uh, TA did get the better of them. But the next team we're going to recap is the field hockey team. Field hockey had a really up and down season. We had a lot of broadcasts. You know, against some of the good teams, they were lo- you know they were losing only by a couple of goals. Playing good games against the teams that were lower in in the standings, they were winning by by big numbers. But they were really up and down, and they didn't didn't really have any winning or losing streaks because their games were pretty, pretty I would say pretty spread out between the good and bad teams. But um, they go in their last their first playoff game, underdogs. I think it was I mean not by much eight and nine matchup between Kenny Bunk. They lost Kenny Bunk again. Same kind of thing with the boys' soccer team. Lost by a big number in the early part of the season, and then they end up uh, only losing by one goal up in overtime, played right up until the end. But the goal in overtime, I, I remember uh, hearing about it, was one of those ones where it just kind of trickled through the net and it was able to be tapped in. And 
you know, it's, it's unfortunate that's the way your season ends, but it's kind of the same kind of, I'm not sure how to explain it, but more of a, uh, a strong, you know, not, I don't, I, a lot of these teams that we're talking about had a strong season, maybe didn't end up where they wanted to be, maybe didn't have the best playoff result, but ended up in the same kind of like, oh, we had a good season, let's move on to the next one. What, you know, and, you know knowing that girls' soccer is mov moving forward and football, um, we're assuming, I'm not sh sure why any team would have to stop their state championship run, but what is that, you know, for a season of mostly success, what does that mean? You know, for TA, who usually doesn't have something, usually doesn't have something like that. Usually, there's a team or two that doesn't play very well. But having mostly success, what does that what does that mean for TA athletics? It just shows the long history of success that we've had at TA. A lot of state championships in so many sports, and football has been pretty consistent. But it's good to see girls soccer uh, really make a run here. Um, I think one of these teams is going to step up, step up over the next couple of years. Maybe field hockey, volleyball. Maybe one of them will make a run. I know the field hockey team's super young. A lot of freshmen and sophomores on that team, and they have a really good defense. So I think their future is looking pretty bright. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely nice to see that. We still have the winter and spring season here at TA, which we'll definitely have. Uh talking about and we're actually gonna have another interview for this episode with the girls cross country team who is going to their state championship in Belfast uh, this weekend we want to uh, invite a couple uh, players in for an interview all right thanks Zach we're here now with Emily Donlin and Jacqueline Vanderhoof of the girls cross country team how are you doing this morning Pretty good. good awesome so state championship coming up tomorrow in Belfast so first of all coming into the season what was it like kind of getting back into the team spirit with obviously COVID with last year's couldn't really do much but what is it like this year kind of getting back into it it's so much more fun I don't know we have we still have to like wear our masks on the bus and stuff but like it's so much nicer not having to run with the mask on I think it's also rewarding where we had that year taken away like we're really enjoying every moment and like putting everything we can into our training too so it's so much fun being on the track again yeah and so talk to me a little bit about the team chemistry thing how do you build team chemistry in a sport where you're basically running on your own you're running as a team but obviously you may be very far away from your teammates. So what do you guys do to build team chemistry all year? I think we support each other through our track workouts. Like it very much so is an individualistic sport, but we all know we're going through the same pain. So we're there to support each other um, through it all. And then it's really important to bond before and after practice and just catch up with people and get to know them. And there also isn't yeah. like groups like in track, there's like the jumps and the sprints. So everyone's kind of like separated. But this is like all one team and like the boys and girls teams are also separated for track but like this is just one team and like i don't know i feel like we just get along really well nice are the coach so the coach is the same for boys and girls or are they separated as well yeah cross country is designated as co-ed even though we compete separately okay so you guys have the most i don't know no i'm not going to use the word weird eclectic style like group of coaches like ever with like mr mendros mr marston and like mr davies like those are three totally kind of different people so what is it like working with them on a day basis it's hilarious i don't know yeah it's really fun like they're actually they're like really good coaches but like i don't know i don't know how to explain it it's it's not even like they're our coach they're kind of like secondary parents to us because they get to know us so well and like you have a good bond with the coach as well it's not awkward or anything what is, so for those who maybe are watching this and don't really are listening to this and don't really know much about cross country what how is cross country different from track track and field you're running through the woods it's a 5K, 
like everyone runs a 5k and there's not like different events there's just like one race for the boys and then the girls usually and what is it like running through the woods is it i mean you, you run in all conditions right so what is that like you mentioned before like someone people getting lost like what is that like um not that you get lost but i mean no i think i think it's fun it's every every sport other sport like you practice on the field like there's not much variety with scenery we get to run through apple orchards and like I don't know, cemeteries. We, we get to run everywhere, and it's really cool. Um, and I think it challenges the athlete. Like, you have to pay attention to where you're going and what you're stepping on and make sure you're not tripping, and I think that's really good. Yeah, so you guys had a great season, obviously, and qualified for the state championship. Was that a surprise, or were you expecting that coming into the year? It was a surprise with, like, the place we got. We were expecting to get, like, we, we were expecting to, like, just barely get in, and, like, some of us, even when we crossed the line, they were like, I don't think we made states. And then when we got fifth place, we were like, Wow. Yeah. Our coach walked up to that. us and was like, girls, we got fifth, and we, like, absolutely lost it. Lost it. <laughs> yeah. it was the how best many feeling qualify? Ever. Like, we're, uh, how many teams qualified? Nine that? out of 18. Oh, nine. Okay, so yeah. you were, like, comfortably in then. Yeah. For the boys, it was nine out of 18. For the right. girls, it was seven out of seven. Okay. 15 or 14. Okay, but still, yeah, so it wasn't like you were sneaking in. So yeah. what is, so when you look at, um, you look going to Belfast, so is that a course that either of you have run before? No. So what is that like? Is it, do you know, how much do you know about it before you actually show up? Well, people have told me. I've had, like, people who have run there. They say it's a really nice course. They say it's really easy to, like, get a personal best on it. And, like, it's pretty flat, but, like, it has some hills. But, like, they're the helping hills, not, like, the ones that just, like, kill you. Right. And I know you guys do – your practice is a little bit different. Like, you do, you do yoga. Talk about that. Like, what's that like? Yoga is so much fun. Like, we have – Coach Adieras leads us for the yoga, and it's – it's, you'd think, like, oh, just keep running harder, but it's really important to dial back and, like, stretch. Um, so that's been, like, really key, and the yoga is just something fun. It's, like, I don't know. I wanna, it's just Coach Hattie Harris come closer so cool. as a team, too. Yeah. Oh, like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Great bonding. Yeah. So if, if uh, why should someone – what's, like, a big misconception about cross country? Like, why should someone try out for it next year if they don't really have a fall sport or they're, they're wondering about it? Uh, the biggest misconception is that running sucks. It doesn't. <laughs> It's just, I don't know. I think, like, with the right team, like, right. it can be really fun. And I think this is a really good team because they're really welcoming. Everyone, like, supports everyone. And, like, we're all on different levels, but we can all, like, train together. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, like, the scenery you get to see, especially in Maine, of all places, in the fall, as soon as, like, you know, I'm sure in the summer it's not fun to run in, whatever, 80, 90 degrees. But, like, this time of year must be crazy. Mm-hmm. So what is your goal for tomorrow? I mean, you want to win states, obviously. But, like, what is, like, wh- what is your realistic goal for in- both individually and as a team? Well, individually, I'm hoping to go to New England, which is the top 25 of Class A, B, and C. Okay. Um, I think the team is just really happy to be at States. I don't know. We would love to make New England, but we don't feel any, like, pressure to make New England. Like, we made States our goal. Right. We're just trying to go and have, like, fun tomorrow. Excellent. Yeah, and I'm just going to go try to have my best race and enjoy my potential last race. So There we go. Okay, so so how many, just remind me, how many are actually going to run and count? So does everybody run and only a certain amount count from your team, or do you designate X amount of people are going to actually run in the competition? So we have seven girls that are running, and I think the top five girls from each team are the ones who, like, put the points, who give okay. us points. Okay, mm-hmm. it's very similar to golf. Cool. Yeah. And lastly, Halloween. Would you do anything for Halloween, dressing up or anything, or...? I'm not, personally. We're volunteering at the Pumpkin 10K oh, on okay. Sunday. Old Orchard Beach, but other than that, probably sleeping. We'll probably be dead from states. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a long ride, so about two hours right yeah. there, there, so that shouldn't be fun. Well, good luck, and Thank if you, you so want to give any shout-outs to any of your, your socials or anything. 
Oh, you should follow me on Instagram, jvanderhoof underscore 22. And you should follow me. It's ejdonlin504. Awesome. Thanks for coming in, and good luck tomorrow. Go get the best you can do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Well, that's going to end uh, our segment for TA Sports, but now we're going to start with uh, some professional sports and talk about the Celtics. Unfortunately, not the best start to the season. Struggled a little bit. Jalen Brown had a great first game, but now they're just, uh, as, as we've put it, just stink. Uh, Jeff, do you have any thoughts about the Celtics so far this year? They might just stink. And uh, when I say stink, I mean, it's all relative, right? I mean, are they a playoff team? Yes. Uh, are they a high-seed playoff team? I don't think so. Are they a championship team? No, they're not. Um, they have a new coach this year, and here's my problem with the Celtics. And I feel like there's a lot of arrogance around the team. I think that you know, there's no question that Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum are on the on on the up. And I think Tatum's a top 15 player right now in the league. A lot of people have him in the top 10. I don't have him in the top 10 yet. I don't think he makes enough plays all around. I think he's a top 10 scorer, like probably bottom, you know, between five and 10 overall player. No, I don't see the effort on defense every night that he needs yeah. and, and other, otherwise. Jalen Brown, I think, is never going to be more than a top 30 and uh, top maybe between 30 and 50 NBA player, which is still a great player. But they don't have enough other assets. You know, losing losing Tice, I think, is going to be is underrated because Horford. I don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy. Um, I just don't see the effort, and you're already seeing after four or five games that the coach and some of the players coming out saying, "Boy, we'd really have that great effort tonight." And it's like, well, you you're not good enough to just turn it on. And I think the problem is that being the young guys and Tatum and Brown have been given the keys to be like, "Hey, you guys are the next big things in the NBA." Kind of goes to your head a little bit. And my worry is with the nature of the NBA is. They both, both those guys have their big contracts now, their first big contract, and they're just kind of running out the clock for two years, playing playing well, but running out the clock for a couple of years until they're like, all right, I need a jump ship to go to L.A., Miami, something yeah. like that where I can yeah. win a title and make even more money. So, And that's I'm not even like crapping on them that much because that's just the way the NBA is nowadays. Yeah. So it's tough for me to look at this team and be like, oh, well, it's just a couple early season bumps because I just don't see where they overtake Miami where they overtake Milwaukee, and that's just in the East or Philly. Yep. Um, so I just think they just kind of stink, and I don't know if it's the coach's, uh, the coach's problem. Because, again, last thing about this, you know, they get this new coach. This guy's a first-time year, first time head coach. Like Everybody's like, oh, he's a player's guy. Great, awesome, he's a great assistant. But to win a championship with a first-year head coach, really difficult. Yeah, yeah. So, Cole, obviously, you know, some teams uh, in the Eastern Conference are a little better this year. I'd say, like, the Bulls and the, and the Hornets yep. are definitely a lot better. What do you think the Celtics have to do, I mean, in the long term to just – win games and, and be somewhat close to the playoffs, even though from where it looks right now, they're definitely probably not going to make the playoffs. Well, I think may, uh, adding in a veteran would definitely help, and the intensity on the def- defensive side of the ball has just not been there. It's been the same story as last year. New head coach, but same story as last year. Like you said, they always come up to the podium after games and say that they need more intensity and all that all that stuff, but they don't actually go out on the court and uh, do it at all. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought Dennis Schroeder would add to that intensity at all but he really hasn't and they're not they're not winning games it's been the same story as last year they also don't have good play from their big men Montrez Harrell last night put up 25 points he was the leading scorer for the Wizards it's just been disappointing for the Celtics I mean I'm not a Celtics fan so I'm not particularly mad about it (laughs) but um it's just this team has a lack of intensity I mean Tatum like you said is a great scorer but he doesn't make enough plays on the defensive end, and he's losing trust in his coach, which is which is never good. Jalen Brown's also been inconsistent. Um, his 
his points his points this year 36 in the first game then 9 then 30 then 13 mm-hmm. that is insanely inconsistent and that needs to change what you see from Tatum too is I heard this on one of the other sports shows he's not getting to the line very much yeah. he's into this mode now where he's going to be one of these shooters he's going to be his guys you know dribble 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 shoot at the end of the shot clock try to get the foul that kind of thing which can work but you're not Steph Curry. You know, he's yeah. not that good. So I think that's the problem. And they keep getting down way too many points early on and then try to turn it on in the fourth. Yeah, it's just it's just not working. Now we're going to spin it around and talk about the NFL. Uh, last night was the first game of, of uh, week eight, is it? Week eight? Week eight, yeah. Uh, week eight, yep. and it was unfortunate. I picked Arizona, so my, uh, my week is done. <laughs> I lost to the injured Green Bay Packers, but we want to talk about the last couple of weeks in the NFL. And right now, it's the talk about who's going to win the NFC, e- NFC, and go right. and, and basically be uh, the Super Bowl contender. And right now, I think, in my opinion, it's between the Bucks, the Rams, and the Cardinals. And how the Cardinals played last night, unfortunately, is not a Super Bowl contending team against an injured Packers team. Jeff, who do you think has the best chance right now to to win the NFC? Well, it's tough because, again, before last night, you were looking at Arizona and Cincinnati as the top two teams in their each conferences, which yep. is not a great look for the NFL in, in the long run. So I don't think. I think, uh, boy, it's tough. I mean, Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay. I think Arizona. I still don't believe in them. I know they lost last night, which which is unforgivable, to be honest, to be to lose at home to a really injured Green Bay Packers team. Um, and Kyler Murray, I think again, he's just one hit from being hurt. You know, just because of the way he plays, he's a fantastic player. But um, I think that Tampa Bay is the best equipped because they have so many weapons, and they have Tom Brady, best player in the history of probably any sport. Actually, I hate to say that now because he plays for them. But, yeah, Tampa Cole, Bay. Cole, we know you, in the beginning you, you picked the Rams to win. Is that still your pick? Yes, it is. The Cardinals, I don't believe in them. I haven't believed in them all off season. They've kind of been proving me wrong here. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has really been running this offense better than I thought. But you saw over the course of last season, the second half of last season, Kyler stopped running. And he had a shoulder problem, which I get, but he seems to be a little bit inconsistent over the second half of the season. So I still don't believe in this team as a real like top dog for the Super uh, for the Super Bowl. But um, I'm still picking the Rams. This is the year of Matthew Stafford. Their mm-hmm. defense is great. I just think Matthew Stafford is going to light it up in the playoffs. The Rams are still my pick. Yeah, good pick. I think Rams Tampa Bay would be a super fantastic NFC yeah, title yeah. game. That'd be awesome. Although yeah. the Rams already won, so it's yeah, different different situation when it's crunch time for Tom. All yeah. right. Well, we just want to wrap up quickly. We talk about Halloween. Are either of you guys dressing up for Halloween? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I had to dress up this morning as a narwhal. Um, so nice. check the social media for that. Not my choice. Um, but I'm uh, I'm I, I, I'm on duty this weekend in the dorm. So there's a dorm party. And I have a, a costume. I'm going to dress up like a kind of like a, a half traditional half. Uh, uh, modern Mexican because I have a lot of stuff and we have a lot of Mexicans here so that'll be nice. fun. Easy, much easier than a Norwalk costume. Yeah. Cole, address the up as anything? I don't know. I'll probably decide a half an hour before. That's kind of usually how it goes. Yeah. So. I think if I do any, do anything, I probably won't dress up that much just to go out and get some candy because I've been craving yeah. some Halloween. Just dress your dress in your Ken's Ken stuff, you know. <laughs> yep, that's easy. Yeah, easy. <laughs> all right, we want to thank you all for watching the twelfth episode of Trojan Chalk, and we will see you all next week.